0: Welcome to the Tech Funnel Roundtable, where we are decoding technology and marketing trends and topics for progressive professionals. This podcast offers interesting interviews, actionable tips, and creative insights to help you grow, create, and innovate far into the future. Now here's your host, Danny White, and today's special guest. This podcast episode was done in conjunction with Merit Direct, a data-driven, B2B-focused, growth-obsessed company in New York. Merit Direct's exclusive focus is comprehensive data, proprietary technology, and deep expertise, which differentiated and uniquely qualifies them to be your growth-driving partner. Find out more at MeritDirect.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Funnel Roundtable podcast. My name is Danny White, and today we are discussing the topic of account-based marketing. Joining us to talk about this is Diane Greffer and Eric Newell. Diane is the campaign marketing manager for IBM on the cloud and data platform team. She has been working on two marketing campaigns over the last 24 months, IBM automation and IBM cloud integration. Diane has been in marketing for over 20 years and in that time has held several different roles. She lives in Raleigh, North Carolina and works in one of the bigger marketing locations for IBM. Eric is the Vice President of Account-Based Marketing and Demand Generation at Merit Direct. He is responsible for growth and development of ABM-focused programs and the creation of new technology and MarTech solutions for the company's customers. Eric has been helping enterprise technology organizations use data to drive marketing strategy, business priorities, and ROI for nearly 15 years. He is based out of Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome, Diane and Ben. Thanks for joining us today. Thank and you. Very thank much. you then, yo. Awesome. So today I'm excited for you to share one of IBM's stories about constructing an ABM program from the ground up. Um but first can you give us some insight into your IBM marketing scenario and the business case for adopting ABM into IBM's plan?
2: Well, sure. This is Diane. Hey. Um ABM is a topic all of us in the IBM marketing group have been talking about, but we've mm-hmm. been struggling because the way we're organized has been by business unit campaigns and solutions. And it's been siloed, and um, it was tough to fit in that mold. So, um, And this was last year. We decided to jump in and do some testing of tactics. And the timing was good because our sales leaders had a new goal to meet, with growth accounts, so we started collaborating on that and decided to execute marketing tactics towards the growth accounts in Q2 of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, met, we met regularly to come up with strategy, and and then we jumped right in. And um, so we kind of had three, I would say, f- focuses uh, to produce conversion-ready leads in support of our uh, key sales plays identified by that growth team and to complement existing digital campaigns and to build a solid foundation, foundational view of top accounts so that our digital sellers could um, have outreach and meaningful interactions.
3: Uh, thanks, Diane. This is Eric, and I just want to jump in here. Um, you know, I think Diane hit everything on the head, um, but I just want to highlight that a major factor contributing to ABM adoption, you know, it really is the desire to better, better utilize resources, um, you know, optimize the buyer's journey and create awareness within the account throughout the entire funnel. You know, one of the major barriers we see is picking that starting point. You know, we see this across our customer base. You know, so sometimes the concept of ABM can be elusive or overwhelming, but it's really just best to take a crawl, walk, run approach and you know, starting with foundational best practices you can really build upon. You know, this requires a fundamental shift in philosophy. Um, and I think we see that be a struggle. You know, we're no longer targeting contacts or leads. We're really selling and marketing to the entire account. So this requires alignment between marketing and sales, sharing insights. Also, we can optimize account selection, strategy and tactics. So, you know, well, remember, while we're not marketing to the account, we're also communicating with humans that make up the complete buying committee. So we want to create the best journey and experience that we can using data to create personalized messaging, you know, so we can approach the different stakeholders, you know, the decision maker, influencers, individual contributors, and make sure we're hitting them with the right messaging that's going to resonate with them when it comes time to make that purchasing decision. You know, often the influencers and contributors, um, you know, that perform the research and create that shortlist that they present to executives, um, you know, they're the ones that are making that shortlist. And you really want to make sure your company is on it from day one.
1: Got it. So how did the ABM program develop with Direct?
2: Well... We started, um, I'd say, with a hypothesis, and we worked with Merit on this. We we decided that our hypothesis was coordinated marketing efforts to growth accounts, leveraging business intelligence um, that would allow IBMers to speak to topics relevant to them, would produce more conversation-ready leads for our digital sales team. So... Mm -hmm. um, we decided to test that I have hypothesis, and the decision was to send marketing touches via digital retargeting, email and direct mail., and, um, uh, you know, you
3: know, and there's so much account level information at our disposal today. Um, you know, when we think about the account targeting strategy, which you know, honestly is one of the major challenges. You know, from firmographics, models, technology installs, intent, and more. You know, it's essential that we're using this information to inform account selection and messaging. You know, and IBM did an excellent job in this case. Um, you know, they were using these insights to build their target account list. Um, they were using propensity, profile information, intent data from Bombora. And they were able to identify a really tight set of 3,100 growth accounts um, and assign them to eight different messaging tracks, which we'll talk a bit more about. Um, you know, we were able to help out. So we identified um, or signed 650 growth accounts that IBM had identified, but they couldn't assign them to track. So we were able to, through our partnership with Bombora, assign those accounts. Um, but, you know, I think even more impactful is we were able to, you know, look at the profile and the composition of those growth accounts and identify 17,000 new accounts using a combination of profile fit, intent, and technology installs. Um, you know, so uh, I think a uh, a lot of effort went into building that account list, and IBM did a great job there. Um, you know, we were happy to take that profile and build out a much larger um, you know universe of lookalike accounts that we could help with. And then obviously, the next step from there is you know building out the specific job titles and personas within those accounts. You know, I think you'll hear us talk about it a number of times throughout this conversation, you know, with ABM, it's no longer about, you know, leads and individual contacts. It's really reaching that full buying committee. Um, mm-hmm. So, IBM did a great job of building out specific job titles and personas that aligned to each of the eight tracks, you know, and that allowed us to build, prioritize, and assign the contact audience to the appropriate track, taking into consideration things like titles, personas, account-level intelligence. At the end of the day, that allowed us to maximize the reach into the audience, influence into the buying center, and, you know, really deliver messaging that was going to resonate.
1: Awesome. What was your communication strategy? What were some of the topics that you were able to consider um, in making those campaigns successful?
2: Well, we, um, we really wanted to select the right audience and the right content and messaging. And mm-hmm. so then from there, with the, the wonderful help of Merit Direct on the data work, Uh, We made the decision to um, go forward with, first of all, emails. So we did um, two different emails, and then we resent those emails. Um, So we kind of touched them several times and um we delivered a lot of emails through that and had to work with a lot of you know different folks on our team and Then, mm-hmm. after that, we went to um we went to a direct mail, and the direct mail uh was really interesting to us and um it was it was uh we used we used data that was not exactly the same as the email we We kind of tried to use people who responded, and then with the help from Eric and team, we tried to make sure to send the direct mail to the most important um, people on our list and really the ones that we were targeting. So talking about – go ahead, Eric, sorry.
3: Oh, you know, I was just going to, you know, mention again, you know, I think the the level of personalization that went into the direct mail. So, you know, the level of effort that Diane and team, you know, put into selecting, you know, specific dimensional products, you know, specific imaging content in each package was, you know, very well thought out and impressive. Um, You know, we did work with a partner called ClearMail on that. They're a direct mail automation platform out of Boston. Um But, you know, the ability to, you know, collaborate and really plan out something with that level of personalization. was great.
1: So with regard to direct mail for B2B, um, that's such a highly discussed topic um, nowadays. Uh, can you tell us more about what, how the choice came in to include direct mail in the process? What were like the outcome? What were some of the results?
2: Well, like Eric said, we really uh, worked to personalize it mm-hmm. and we, we had Five different groups of people within IBM, different um, – when we talk about tracks, it's really focused on the solutions. A track is a solution. And so we had these different groups of people who came together, and we did not prescribe what kind of mailer we wanted them to, to send. So like um, Eric alluded to, we had a couple of them send a lunchbox. We had some send a hat. We had some send um, notebooks and um, so each group sent something different. They had different pieces that they included, but it was very personalized and really focused on those personas that we were trying to target. And um, it was really complicated when you work with a bunch of people and you don't make them do everything the same so the outcome was really interesting I wish I could show a visual of it all and I want to say Merritt really did a great job of helping us um, you know all the way through including to make sure that the addresses that we sent to were verified and deliverable which is really important because we didn't want to waste our money right so, Absolutely. you uh, know
3: I think um I was just going to say, you know, I think Diane kind of hit on the head in terms of, um, you know, how important that deliverability piece is. I mean, we know, we all know that direct mail is a high impact channel. Um I think that it's, you know, making a resurgence in B2B, but I think some are, you know, a little bit hesitant to dip their toes in because it comes at a higher cost, you know, so... In this scenario, in terms of what you know, Diane and her team architected. You know, these folks were aligned to their target accounts profile fit. They're engaging with emails. We're able to bring them through some levels of address validation. So, you know, we just had a much higher confidence that when we were, you know, delivering that higher impact piece, um, you know, that it would actually get to them.
1: Nice. So, switching gears just a little bit, what were some of the challenges that you encountered in running, you know, the program? And maybe some of the lessons that were learned along the way to kind of bring this entire ABM vision to
2: life. Well, one of my lessons was I thought we could do this a lot quicker than we could. (laughs) So (laughs) um, we really needed, you know, more time, of course. And I probably should have known that after being in marketing so long. But um, we needed more time, and we learned a lot about our measurement tools along the way. And, um, you know, email was really easy, uh, deploying it through Merit, much easier, I would say, than my own company. Um, But we did have to make sure we were compliant with um, GDPR and cleansing for email permissions. So, you know, that was a little bit extra work. And then also, um, when we sent the direct mail, I had to make sure that um, they were all approved for going out. So we had extra steps on that. But um, it was, you know, those were some of the lessons learned. And, you know, I think we, we got through it. And we, you know, were happy with the outcome.
1: Awesome. So, when it comes to the pilot, um, can you are you able to share like some performance results?
2: So, I don't have you know exact numbers to share with you, other mm-hmm. than um, accounts. You know, we penetrated about twenty thousand accounts. We had basically a little over a million emails delivered throughout that time. Uh, unique contacts, two hundred twenty-five opens, about thirty-five thousand a good number of clicks at 14,000. And then uh, the direct mail, we sent um, about 2,700. Um, as far as other measurements, what we were looking at was account penetration, contact reach, engagement, um, mm-hmm. conversions, trials, and website traffic. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't have exact numbers to share on some of those things, but, um, I do feel like we moved the needle. And these were growth accounts. These were accounts that we haven't contacted before, you know, the white space. Mm-hmm. So moving the needle was really important.
1: Good. So some people in, uh, who are listening uh, to this podcast um, might be wondering, with so many platforms and partners that are available in the ABM space, what made Merit Direct the right strategic partner for these initiatives?
2: Well, to me, and I'll let Eric talk in a minute, but to me, they had the data. They had the platform, they could activate it, and most of all, they had the expertise in the services. Um, those were those were really the highlights. Oh,
3: thanks, Diane. You know, and expanding on that, you know. We've seen a lot of consolidation within the data and MarTech space. Um, You know, this is allowing organizations to manage fewer partners, limit the number of sources contributing to their ecosystem and ultimately make it easier to achieve a 360 degree view of their customers. You know, at MeritDirect, we're extremely mindful of our customers' resources and we're constantly expanding the breadth of technologies, data products and services that we make available to our customers. So the platform, um, you know, that Diane is referencing is what we call Omni Engine. You know, and it's specifically designed to centralize and streamline many of the important functions of ABM. For anyone unfamiliar with Omni Engine, it's a global managed demand orchestration platform. You know, built to support data and orchestration needs of customers. This helps them create awareness, generate demand, and it helps them with lead development. Now, this platform includes tools to help with account identification, business intelligence, contact discovery, and dynamic audience targeting, all in one place, which, you know, I think is extremely important today, especially when we think about data privacy. Mm -hmm. And then we like to take it one step further, you know, Underneath all of our data resources and services is very strong proprietary technology. You know, we're very focused on automating, you know, many of the back-end data processes and lead flow, So our customers really can focus on what they're good at. And that's developing campaigns and nurturing leads within their ecosystem. Um, So they can focus on conversions, you know, and everything that's important to their executive teams.
1: Nice. So let's talk about the tech stack for a minute. Um, obviously there are many tools, many technologies that you can use to implement ABM, you know, from CRM platforms to account and contact discovery tools, things like that. What do you feel are the most critical for a successful ABM campaign?
3: Yeah, you know, it's a great question. And, um, you know, I think we've seen evolve that evolve over the last few years. Um, if anything, I think we've seen some consolidation, but, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, your foundational technologies are going to be your marketing automation and CRM platforms. Um, you know, when we think about ABM specifically, you're going to need data and BI tools to identify accounts, contacts, um, you know, any types of useful signals. Um, you know, mm-hmm. within this program, we're able to use our omni-channel-based database, which combines business intelligence and contact intelligence from over 100 different providers. Um, in addition to accessing one of our partners, Bombora, who um, really excels at identifying intent via what they call their surge intelligence. So in addition to that, you know, I think what we think is foundational are content management and sales enablement tools. Um, you know, in addition to your marketing automation and CRM, excuse me, CRM platforms, you know, you're going to need tools that are going to help you engage new audiences that aren't in your database. So there are a number Mm -hmm. of tools in the marketplace that'll support email, digital advertising, social events, and, you know, even direct mail as we saw in this case. Um, you know, and then I think the last most important thing is, well, I wouldn't say it's the last most important thing, but it's kind of last on this list is, you know, measurement and visualization tool. Um, You know, you're going to have to report out and show success on the activities that you're doing. Um, you're going to use these tools for that 360 degree view of customers so that when it comes time for marketing and sales to collaborate, you know, share insights, decide how to optimize, um, you know, all of those those views are going to be very important. But, you know, I would say two things that we're seeing emerging emerging um now are you know customer data platforms, you know centralizing data and you know helping customers achieve that three hundred sixty degree view. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one really is collaboration and productivity tools, um, you know since ABM is a team sport.
1: Good to know. So if I were looking to implement an ABM strategies into my campaigns, my company's campaigns, um, when should we start?
3: Um, I, I would say you can't start soon enough. Um, <laughs> okay. you know, where is the question, I guess, you know, you know, defining the goal and plan in simple terms, Yeah, applying mm-hmm. best practices that you can build on, choose the right partners and technologies that can help with data, content, activation, measurement, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, ABM can be a serious strategy for optimizing resources um, and improving ROI. Um, So, you know, all things that are really going to resonate with your executive teams and your ability to get advocacy and more budget for marketing and for sales. Um, So, you know, the sooner you start and the sooner you you know, formulate a plan, um, I think the sooner you're going to be able to establish marketing value um, within the organization.
2: And I'm in full agreement with that. We should have started... Instead of last year, probably two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the
1: speaking of best practices, are there a couple of best practices that you would suggest um, implementers of this strategy would follow um, into maybe a sales strategy?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think there's a wide spectrum for what we consider IBM um, ABM. Um, you know, from ABM at scale, which is really identifying, engaging a large quantity of accounts, you know, leveraging business intelligence, persona development, and personalization to deliver a seemingly one-to-one experience, you know, similar to what we were doing with IBM, to very strategic ABM, where marketing and sales teams are, you know, working to truly personalize the experience for a small set of high-value strategic accounts. But, you know, the key is utilizing information or, you know, data you know, personalization and technology to deliver the best possible experience to the customers, you know, where they want it, when they want it, how they want it. Mm-hmm. I mean your competitors are somewhere along this journey as well. So really how we leverage data, you know, and resources to deliver a positive experience for the customer is going to be paramount, um, from top of funnel all the way
1: down to sales.
2: And um totally Totally agree with that, Eric. And um, one thing that we really learned from this is um, we really needed to have our marketing folks and our sales team collaborating together.
1: Mm -hmm. Good to know. So we've definitely talked a lot about um, IBM's ABM journey um, today. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience or any company or marketing team, for that matter, that's looking to begin ABM?
2: I, I just have one thought, and that is jump in. <laughs> <laughs> lean forward. And um, we, we kind of use the words in some of our creative on this, lean forward you know, jump in and lean forward, get started. Don't wait until everything's perfect or you have some perfect list, um, you know, just engage with a company like Merit. I would, you know, I would do it again and, and lean forward and get started. Awesome. Good to know.
3: Okay, no, I know. I think, you know, adding to that, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is kind of the, uh, you know, analysis paralysis thing. So, you know, I think it's creating a plan, you know, based it on best practices, um, you know, let that serve as a foundation, but no, there's going to be iteration, um, you know, but with that said, you know, what are some clear next steps? Um, you know, the first is going to be account selection, you know, so based on business segmentation, account insights, you know, collaborate with sales, you know, get sales and marketing together um you know look at your trusted third party partners that can provide valuable bi um you know and then from there you know develop a plan and content strategy that you know doesn't focus on product messaging save that for later um you know really you want to focus on the needs of the market you want to make sure you're talking to the complete buying center um you know and their contact specific goals um you know we do see a lot of product messaging out of the gate. Um and I, I think you should save that for later. You know, after you've built awareness and trust with the buyer, um, you know, kind of more establishing thought leadership with your content, you know, when you're thinking about awareness and demand generation. Um, you know, and then in terms of tactic selection, you know, let your insights from accounts, you know, let your information about personas and their buyer stage inform that. Um, you know, we're you know, we're kind of past the days of, you know, where we choose how we commun- where we communicate and how we communicate with potential buyers. Um, you know, we, we need to make sure we're finding them, you know, and communicating to them the way they want to be communicated toward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then the last piece is measurement, um, you know, whether it's account influence or you know, growth to leads, the pipeline all the way through ROI, you know, the ability to prove ABM is working mm-hmm. will help with any headwind you face securing future advocacy, support, and budget internally.
1: Good to know. Awesome insights and advice. Want to thank you both for joining us today and talking about um, the success of ABM um, in your in your campaigns. Um, definitely a lot to think about um, for other companies that want to implement similar strategy.
3: Uh, thanks, Danielle. It was great to be with you today, um, and thank you, Diane, and the whole IBM team. Um, you know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, we need. We need the support of um, folks like you, um, Eric, and and all the work you did was Super. Thank you.
0: For more information on today's topic, head over to techfunnel.com. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Tech Funnel Roundtable. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. While you're there, be sure to like us, review us, and subscribe to us. Don't forget to check us out on social, Facebook at tech funnel Online, Twitter at Tech underscore Funnel, on LinkedIn at Tech-Funnel, on Instagram at Tech underscore Funnel underscore Online, and on YouTube at our parent channel, Python Media.